Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast. It's sponsored by Zwift, the indoor training video gaming road to fitness. Used famously by riders in the pro peloton, Zwift is changing the game for indoor training. Structured workouts, group rides, races over endless kilometers of road. Get after your fitness training goals with Zwift. Learn more at Zwift.com to start your free seven-day trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast uh, all the way from the Pyrenees. I'm Christophe Mallet, and I'm uh, your host. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or even subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or uh, by checking out the rides available for you on Zwift. Joining me uh, is uh, established itself as a co-host on SBST, and he's also established himself on this co-host on this podcast is Dave McKenzie. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey. Wow, I can, I'm starting to count down. I'm having a ball still, but it's like, it's like we, we are doing a grand tour as well. And I tell you what, you get to this point and you just start to smell Paris. I'm that close from 5,000k on my car. Ooh, really? And you want to get it too, don't you? What, what happens if you hit sort of 4, 9, 50 when you park it in the parking lot in Paris? You're going to do a couple of blocks, aren't you? Absolutely, but you've seen the road we have uh, still to do. I think I'm going to go well over 5,000k. Oh, well, then aim for six, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, always a winner, always a fighter you are. Oh, always, always. Yes, you got to battle, go, uh, aim higher. Uh, talking about kilometers, today we had uh, the shortest stage pretty much ever in the Tour de France, 65k from uh, Bannière de Luchon to Saint-Larry-Soulan, on the top of Saint-Larry-Soulan, not the, not the actual town of Saint-Larry-Soulan, which, by the way, is actually gorgeous, Saint-Larry-Soulan. Oh, isn't it a lovely village? Um, now we had an absolute uh, ball, and you're right, the shortest, shortest road stage, you know, take out t- time trials, stuff like that, um, and it delivered. To me, it delivered in aces. Uh, well, I think what you see now, though, is you see a professional peloton where science plays a big part, and um, you know, so that it was it was real surges rather than huge attacks, but still a great race. Yeah, we were expecting maybe something a bit more explosive, something a bit more electric. In the in the end, it was relatively controlled, but there was so much drama underneath all this. Yeah, there certainly was. I mean. You know, there were crashes too. We saw that again. Peter Sagan has crashed. We don't know a lot uh, of it. No, no, actually, you're right. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, we saw him crossing the line. Uh, jersey, everything was ripped off. He looked worse for wear, to be honest. And, uh, I mean, we've seen this many times, and including in this Tour de France, uh, people finishing the stage and not starting the next day. So we can't really read anything. Uh, and certainly, we hope for the for him because uh, Sagan is cool and we like him. Uh, but we also hope for this race that Sagan can carry on uh, until Paris. Yeah, certainly hope so. And you're right, because Phil Gilbert, he was the casualty, wasn't he? he I mean, his crash looked terrible and he had to withdraw overnight. Damien Housen was another one, got through the stage and then had to withdraw after a rest day. So, yeah, let's hope Sagan is uh, he's, he's okay because... Wouldn't it be terrible, two years in a row, that he doesn't make it to Paris and collects that green jersey? Yeah, we'll talk about Sagan in a sec, but first of all, uh, Quintana, uh, a, a very worthy winner today because uh, Movistar, despite all the critics we may have had for them uh, in the past, including on this podcast, they, they played quite a good race, I would say. But Quintana win in 2018, and the last win is 2013. I'm going to start with this question to you. When he won in 2013, did you think or did you expect you would have had to wait five years to see Quintana lifting up his arms as a, as, a, as a winner of a stage in the Tour de France or not? 
We know the answer, don't we? Totally not. No way. We we actually probably would have thought, no, he'll he'll be winning a Tour de France. He'll have his name on the honour roll within five years at least. And he hasn't. So he's sort of, I guess, um, yeah, he hasn't. He's lived up to his expectations, but when they win and win like he did in the past, then you expect more. So since then, he hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, so it was good to see them bounce back. And look, I said on the live show with Tomo, I was critical. I was critical of Movistar 24 hours ago. I thought they, as a team, I thought their tactics were outdated. I said that on social media and quite a few people agreed with me, but they did bounce back uh, today. We can see, uh, we don't see this, but there's our Welsh colleague uh, putting the fist up on... Um Actually, I get you to give me a quick word. Oh, <laughs> and just as, uh, as we're talking about uh, this stage with guys Rissowen, you're, you're a Welsh commentator, Welsh journalist here. You cannot be more happy. You were putting your fist in the air. Geraint Thomas did a good display today. I've done a week of the tour here and there, but this is my first full Grand Tour. Working with Five Live and the BBC, I could not have picked a better week. Um, we're supposed to not be partisan, you know. You, you're nah, we're Australian. We know we always reach for, we root for Richie Port. <laughs> and I root for Bardet all the way. And, you know, the closest we've come before is Cadell. Cadell had a Welsh grandparent, so we claimed Cadell a little bit. But um, I said last week, I, th I said last week, I think he's going to win the tour. I think today everyone else is starting to think it. He's the clear favourite now. He looked so strong. If he gets the Team Sky train to carry him up to the top of the mountain, they can't beat him really, can they? Yeah, there's no stopping him. There's too strong. I mean, he, it does help that he's got Team Sky, but he's just a strong rider. He's a good classics rider and he's that bit stronger than everybody else. And um, he'll just mark Dumoulin for the rest of the tour. Two minutes, do you think that's enough for him in the time trial? It's getting there. I think so. It's touch and go. But yeah, I'm, um, I don't know if I'm going to cry or laugh or smile. I just, um, Welsh people are really pessimistic too. British overall though. Yeah, but the Welsh are even worse because we don't win anything. Nothing ever. Even rugby, the English beat us and you guys beat us all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm starting right. to believe. Cool. Thank you, Gareth. And uh, we'll see you in Paris. Maybe, uh, see, you maybe see, you, see you behind the line tomorrow. Yeah, and then maybe, to, maybe in Paris with a big smile on your face. Absolutely. So that was Gareth Reith. I mean, you can't be more Welsh as a, as a name and the accent, but uh, he said it. It's just... Uh, Welsh don't win anything in sport, but uh, it's touch and go because they are in the prime position to win this Tour de France. They don't win anything, but maybe the single biggest sporting event, annual sporting event in the world. And, uh, you know, you want to hope so now, don't you? I think Garrett Thomas, he deserves it at this point. He deserves it at this point. The second biggest event. And as we can hear, a true Welsh weather is coming. I don't know if you can pick this up on, on the mic, but uh, the rain is coming up straight after this, uh, this stage. So Garrett Thomas uh, is the big winner today. Uh, big loser. Let's go back to, uh, to, uh, to what's happened. Other than, uh, than Bardet, that's basically completely dripped outside this uh, this top five Chris Froome has to be Chris Froome yeah he's yeah he's the biggest loser I mean it was right at the, that point wasn't it with about four or five kilometres to go probably even less I was still expecting Chris Froome to try and attack I really was I thought he was going to try and gain some time I mean up to so maybe three three four kilometres to the end we were like is he actually playing a game is he dropping at the back to surprise them I mean is this is this hiding something we don't know yeah, I thought that. Everyone, no, nobody knew. No, none of the experts knew, and uh, only Chris Froome knew, and possibly even Garrett Thomas didn't know either. So, you know, it was only at that point suddenly he started to lose the wheel, and then he got on the bike, on the on the radio, I should say, and he's obviously talking to Egan Bernal to say, back it off, back it off. So he wanted to try and protect himself, 
and he was thinking of himself to try and hold his position on the general classman. So the, the, the main loser is definitely uh, Chris Froome in this, uh, in this stage. He is, he is, and we didn't expect it, I guess. And, we, you know, the fact that he's the four-time winner and defending champ, we were still waiting for him to attack. You know, we're all thinking it, and no one knew. So, yeah, he's, he's a big loser, and he's, you know, he's in jeopardy of losing his podium spot. Who would have thought, coming into the Tour de France, that he may not finish on the podium? There's still a lot of cycling uh, to, to go, and I'm sure you, you know this, but what was striking, I think, for me is that someone like Bernal was actually almost waiting for him on this last climb. So Chris, Chris Froome was really burning, it was really hurting. He was, and, you know, I guess, I guess the last person, the last person to win the Giro Tour double, Marco Panatani, the, the great Marco Panatani, and the late Marco Panatani, and just maybe now, just maybe it proves that it's not doable anymore in the modern age of professional cycling. And because Froome and Dumoulin, they've had an extra week recovery. Dumoulin, he could still win the race. So then, well, he, he didn't win the Giro. So, but he's in second place. He also raced the Giro, but he didn't, didn't win the Giro. But I think that starts to show that maybe you can't do the two. Do you think at this point, this will prove that this is not possible and people will almost inverted comma stupidly stop trying possibly possibly um yeah do you think they're stupid <laughs> well, I just thought about your words and i thought yeah, that's I said inverted comma stupidly <laughs> stop trying no look i think so I, I mean it takes the only person who was capable to be really honest and and to give him a lot of respect and credibility was chris Froome. so i love it that he's actually uh, he's giving the respect to the sport and said, I'm going to try for the double and try to have the three in the, in the year in a 12-month block. It's not done. The race isn't done. You know, it's not in the bag for Garrett Thomas and Chris Froome may well turn around in two days and produce a, a big ride up the Tourmalet on the final Pyrenean mountain stage and then a great time trial. But at this stage, uh, Garrett Thomas, he looks strong. He looks to be the strongest and he's in the box seat. So question from the, for you now, is Thomas the real leader of Sky? Is that what we discovered today or not? He is now. He is now. I don't think he was before today. He was a joint leader still, uh, and they wanted to protect that yellow. But right now, they'd be silly if they, if they didn't say that. So he, is, he has to be the outright leader, absolutely. There's one stat that was quite interesting, and then I think I, I did a bit of research, but uh, Sky was started in 2010, became professional team as a 2010. Since then, they won't potentially if Garen Thomas wins this tour, they would have won six tours with three different riders. Oh, I mean, there's not many teams that have done this. That's ah, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable, yeah, it is unbelievable. It's, uh, look, you know, we, we um, it's one of those things because I wanted a different winner. I think a lot of us here wanted a different winner, not because we dislike Team Sky. We're, we have got a bit tired of seeing the same tactics played out because you know, dare I say it, some of the racing, some of the stages have been quite boring. But that is the nature of our sport now. It's a modernisation of our sport. They're riding to science. They're riding to numbers. And, you know, in some ways we shouldn't criticise that. You know, we, we, well, we shouldn't at least criticise the teams or the riders who ride like that. We can criticise that, that, that this is the way our sport has become. But then it's up to the race organisers to try and mix up their races. And that's what and stages of Grand Tours, and that's what ASO did with this short stage, and I think they achieved that. Team Sky, though, are just proving that they're a very, very strong team. Okay, Dumoulin is now moved into the second position of, uh, of the general classification. Uh, he's two minutes behind Guerin Thomas. 
is two minutes too much for Dumoulin to catch up on what we've got left? Because what we have left is a basically a concentrate of the Tour de France. We have one flat stage, one mountain stage, one trial. Based on today, yes, it is, because Garen Thomas looks the strongest. He looks too, he looks stronger. However, saying that, you just never know what happens in, in two days' time. Tom Dumoulin has got one thing in his favour that Garen Thomas does not have. He's got a grand tour of victory under his belt. He won the Giro d'Italia. So he knows how to go deep in three weeks. I'm sure Garrett Thomas does. He's, he's deep in three weeks now, but he's never had to do it. So he's got two big days, two big days left. Forget about the Champs, forget about the next stage. That's a flat one. He's got the Tourmalet, he's got the final Pyrenean day, and it's a long day. It's 200 kilometres. It's not a short stage. And then he's got to ride the ride of his life, the 35k t, uh, individual time trial. So he's in the box seat, but it ain't in the bag. And tactically, how does he approach those next two days? Exactly how he's approached the last week. You know, he's been in the yellow what for nearly 10 days now. Nothing should change. The only, and I think now, you know what I'd love to see now? Chris Froome actually play the full domestique role, the super domestique, and I think he might. I think he actually might. But I think Chris Froome has the right to try and finish on the podium as well. Yeah, but like imagine you say you say Dumoulin, what he has as an advantage is a is a one Grand Tour. But Garen Thomas, what he has is Team Sky with six or five Grand Tours, potentially six. He know, yeah, he, he'll he'll be a lot confident now. And it was interesting that he attacked in that last bit of the climb uh, on the stage and just gained a few more valuable seconds off Tom Dumoulin. I think he, he gained nine seconds. He's at one fifty nine, I think Dumoulin now. So you know, nine seconds it could be the difference because he knows. Dumoulin could still produce this phenomenal TT. And at the end of three weeks, time trialists and their, the, and their times can vary massively, massively. And you can be shocked. From you, Sometimes you can expect a time trialist to produce a top five ride and he finishes 20th and loses two minutes. So, you know, it's different to a one-off time trial in a, in a one-week stage race per se or the World Championships or the Olympic Games time trial. It's totally different. And don't disregard mechanicals or other problems like, like a fall or anything like this that can actually happen and has happened before a lot. Yes, and, and don't and still don't write off Primoz Roglic. We haven't mentioned him yet in this pod. I mean, how good is he? This is amazing. The Slovenian, he was attacking the most, if you like, in that final climb of the stage. So Roglic, and he can time trial. He, he won an individual TT in the Giro a couple of years ago. It was a 40-kilometre individual time trial. It wasn't a flat one. So Roglic, he'll be hunting, hunting hard to finish on the podium. I actually think Roglic was a real problem tactically and mentally for Dumoulin, but also for Sky today, because no one can understand what he's doing. Uh, and then he was the one that could actually set fire to anything. I don't think he understands what he's doing. He's just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's working. And I'm climbing myself high on the GC. But no, in all seriousness, it is. It, I think I love it. I love the story because... Last year, he was the first Slovenian to win a stage of the Tour de France. Um, this year, he could be the first Slovenian to finish on the podium. And I'd actually like to see it. I think it'd be great for the sport. And he's a, originally a ski jumper. I know, a ski jumper who failed miserably because I think he had his final ski jump crashed and it actually it was a nasty crash. I think we joked about it the other day, but only because he's, he's back now and he's obviously in, at full strength and, and healthy. But um, no, it's a great story. It's a, it's a really good story. Okay, two more mentions. First one, Dan Martin. I mean, we said it when you and I were off mic. What a trooper Dan Martin is. He is. He, he's, uh, 
No, he's, he's fantastic, isn't he? Um, he's another guy that's great for the sport because he's an animator, he's an aggressor, he, he's entertaining, and he gives the media plenty as well. And, you know, he, he did not hand that stage win to Nadal Quintana. He made him fight for it all the way. Quintana got it comfortably in the end, but only by 20 seconds. He held him at 20 seconds the whole way up that final climb. For a non-specialist, he's a great climber, but he's not a purist like Nadal Quintana. So, you know, big, big ride by uh, Mountain. And the other name is uh, Julian Alaphilippe. Uh, if I look at uh, my statistics, Julian Alaphilippe has won the Polkadot jersey. He cannot be beaten unless there's a problem uh, and we don't want that he's got 140 points and then uh, Barguil is second at 73 and on Friday there's only 53 points to be claimed so Julian Alaphilippe has won the Polkado jersey I mean don't just don't don't go too hard on any more descents Alaphilippe I mean it's been a it's been a bit of a curse this year's tour as well yeah, but in terms of the, uh, I'm not going to talk about the the French and the history with the uh, the actual um, Pocado jersey. I'll oh, go on, talk about it. Go on, no, I know what, you want to. But what, what's with the French at the Pocado jersey? It's, it seems to be like, is there yellow jersey, or is is the yellow jersey of, for the French? You know what it is, the Badger. The Badger is back in his home in Brittany with his five framed yellow jerseys, and any time anyone gets close, he's got a direct link to them, like Richard Varonk, and he went, buddy. A yellow jersey off limits. You can have a polka dot. Anything else? Because he's the last winner. You know, no, no, you're right. Look, it's uh, the French have been, yeah, popular with the polka dot jersey. And, uh, you know. But I, I think Alaphilippe this year would be a popular winner with the, the, the organization, with us, the media, with the public, within his team. He's, he's a good, he's a feel good story for this, for this jersey. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Two stage wins. Um, and, and I think you posed the question, and maybe, or maybe Tomo did as well, a couple of days ago. Can he be a general classement rider? Gee, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. I mean, and, you know, I think we said it very early on in the tour and, and you were crossing your toes, your fingers and everything else and hoping and picking Roman Bardet to win the Tour de France. France needs a winner. They need, I, I really think they need a Frenchman to win the Tour de France. Um, and I'd like to see it. You know, I'd like to see it in the next few years. I think it'd be fantastic for the country and for the fans because I think the French, you know, the French we've seen, they, they're getting fed up with foreign riders dominating this their sport. And it's it's a natural thing, isn't it? It's a natural thing. The French are so proud of the Tour de France, and so they should be. And they're screaming out for heroes. And they've got some French heroes. But now, you know, they've waited 35 more years. They're going to have to wait one more, at least one more year. Um, but they want a winner to, to stand on that top step on the Champs. Okay, we take a, a short break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll have a look at uh, the flat stage happening tonight on SBS. Don't go anywhere. Where can you go for a group ride that numbers in the hundreds? Or train for a fondo with friends across the globe? Day or night, there's a massive peloton on Zwift. If you're a fan of this podcast, you've heard us raving about it. Zwift has revolutionized the way we ride, and it's made indoor training more than tolerable. It's actually made it quite fun. Explore hundreds of kilometers of road with your mates in real time. If you're watching the tour, and why wouldn't you be watching the tour? you'll recognize Alpe de Zwift. The mountain matches up to Alpe d'Huez, one of the most famous climbs in the tour, metre for metre. Get Zwifting with seven days free at Zwift.com.
Uh, welcome back to the Zwift Cycling Central. Before we start, uh, don't forget you can sign up for the uh, Zwift Fondo series and take you virtually cycling challenge uh, to the next level. It's coming on the 5th of August. Register with Zwift to be involved. Maka, uh, let's have a look now at what's coming up tonight on SBS. Uh, it's that flat stage in the middle of the mountains. Uh, a bit strange, but we'll discuss about this. Or a bit sneaky from ASO to, uh, to organize this. We're going from uh, Tree sur Bays to Po. It's uh, a stage of 171 kilometers. Uh, first question for you. At the time we're recording this podcast, we don't know if Peter Sagan will be taking part of this stage or not. If he is, can we see him winning this stage? Or because of that big fall, is basically hands off until Paris to make sure he gets that green jersey on his shoulders in Paris? Good question. Um, my instinct says... Yes, he'll go for it because he's just Peter Sagan. But then he's only human. And, you know, when you crash, and apparently he's crashed pretty heavily, maybe, maybe Borahan's Grail will, you know, a break will go. Because I think if Sagan does not um, challenge for the stage, it will open the door for a breakaway to succeed. There is a very small climb right near the end. It's only Category 4. It's only two kilometres. But it, it just opens it up for a, a breakaway to to have a go it's 170 odd kilometers um it um you know it's a bit cruel isn't it by aso Ooh, throwing a flat stage before a mountain stage again jeez but actually what's the point of this and and is it really to break the, the spirit of the riders on this on on these last few days pretty much they've just maybe they're going back to the uh you know the, the documentary i saw on uh what was it lee ride the 1928 tour de france where they made it so damn hard they wanted last man standing and i mean back then you know it was like six stages in a row over 250 kilometers and upwards of 300 350 so i don't know i look it's it's you have to get from a to b and sometimes you have to um, you know, rather than make them sit in a in a car and transfer three hours in, in a vehicle, they'll make them ride it, and then they end up there, uh, end up in Po, and then the individual TT. So, I don't know. I think it's look. The race is evolving. They've put in the 65 kilometre stage. They're making. They're trying to make shorter stages, but there have been some long ones this year, um, which have surprised me. So, I mean, truly, this could also be an interesting stage because we still don't know. Uh, what's going to happen at the pointy end? Or do you think it's going to be a stalemate at, uh, uh, in terms of the GC? I think so, yeah. The GC guys, because they've got that big day, because they've got the big day in the Pyrenees, it'll be a stalemate. Look, I'll be honest, don't expect anything from the general classement riders. I'll say that. You'll switch off, you'll go to bed early, and then chaos will happen, chaos will reign. So, and, and uh, you know, I say that jokingly, but when anyone who's watched the Tour de France from stage one to 21 over the years will will know that that that's sometimes that happens we don't expect it to um we expect to i expect a breakaway to be honest to succeed i think the sprinters are just buggered <laughs> they're just tired and they need a rest and they'll they'll try and even though it's it's a it's you know they've got two chances potentially this one and the champs i think a breakaway will succeed will win the day it'll be an arm wrestle maybe for the breakaway to get away but once it does i think they'll stay clear Okay, and you know who is who else is tired? I think it's you and me, uh, because it's been it's been a, a day where there's only been 65 kilometers of racing, but I don't know, it was just stressful. It was everything you would expect from modern cycling. It was fast, wasn't it? The, the day, you know, we got to sleep in a little bit because of the later start. We got to the finished compound, and you know, but then it was go go go. And once the stage started, it's just been full on. I am, I'm worn out. I need I need my bed. I need a um, 
cold beverage of, of any sort of sort just to chill me out and then uh, a, a good night's sleep. Yeah, and then this rain doesn't help. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this podcast and I guess we'll see you tomorrow. See you soon. See you soon, everyone. This, is, uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And before I let you go, uh, remember that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash TDF or check out the rides available for you on Zwift. There are rides every hour, I believe. Uh, until uh, the flat stage starts tomorrow, until the stage starts tomorrow, it's bye for now from the Pyrenees. A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Wattopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.